Hello everyone. Welcome to Leadership Talks. I'm your host, host Karen. I'm a leadership communication coach. Every week on Leadership Talks, we invite a new leader to share their self-leadership journey. Today, on the third episode of Leadership Talks, I have the honor of having Mr. Devesh Mohan to be part of our Leadership Talks. Devesh is currently with Canonicals as Director, GSI Sales. He has over two decades of experience in open source and GSI sales, working with companies such as Sousa, Sifi, and HCL. In the last decade, Devesh has held various capacities at leadership levels, managing alliance managers, solution architects, instructors, and support functions to drive success by managing the ecosystem of GSI partners. He loves goal setting, goal getting, and mapping his goals along with being a health enthusiast. With that, let me welcome Devesh Mohan to Leadership Talks. Thank you, Kiran, for inviting me on this Leadership Talks. It's a privilege for me to be here. Thanks a lot. Thank you so much, Devesh, for being part of this episode. I'm super excited and I'm sure there are going to be some insights that our viewers today are going to take back from your sharing. Okay, so Devesh, you've been with GSI Sales and managing the GSI partner ecosystem for the last decade. Will you be able to explain what is the GSI ecosystem and the importance of global partners and alliances? Absolutely, absolutely, Kiran. So uh, GSIs, as the name suggests, it's basically global system integrators, and they are the uh, global organizations who help different customers in, in ensuring that how they can help to provide them end-to-end -end IT solutions, whether it is with respect to infrastructure, application, or digital, or in any fashion where IT as as a tool it as a backbone becomes such a permissive layer so that it helps organizations to grow in whatever field they are so they become very important as a layer because they stitch end-to-end -end it solutions for their customers so that's uh, number one part of your question mm -hmm. the second part why it is important yeah. i think uh, uh, in, in today's generation, uh, which is a digital age, partnership have increasingly become important in, in all, all the fields which are there. So I would say that partnerships have been there for a long period of time. But in this age, as we see that there is so much of digital consumption, which is happening across the board of consumer, it becomes imperative for organization to build a digital solutions. And it has become so complex because the needs of the market has been evolving. And to address those complex needs of the market, it's very important that organization do those partnerships, organization build those alliances, because alone it's not going to be easy. And also, uh, as people or consumers are uh, consuming these technologies, these technologies are also changing rapidly. The pace of change of these technologies is so fast that there are so many new solutions which are coming in the market. 
so for mm-hmm. any organization to give an end to end solution or to give what customer is looking for it's absolutely important that they need to look from a forward point of view backward point of view adjacents for perspective that what are those solutions or what are those products which can come together and with that they can integrate each all of them so that they can solve the business problem solve the issues which customer have and that's only going to happen if there are these partnerships and joint alliance ecosystems which are working in tandem and they cooperate and collaborate with each other so would you be able to add on from your personal experiences on how you have worked with these global partners and alliances in providing absolutely absolutely so if if i really uh, say that these partnerships uh, definitely helps number one in terms of the growth of both the organizations so mm-hmm. if you get into partnerships and alliances what happens that both the organization or if if it's a uh, conglomeration of multiple partnerships which are there every organization would have their own a set of customers uh, uh, existing set of customers which they would have and it gives you basically that chance where you can along with your partner can go and do upsell and cross selling of your products and solution to that new segment of the customers which your partners have and vice versa so that's something which gives a huge amount of uh, opportunity for organization growth across the partner segment the second is uh, it it definitely helps in terms of to create new markets because mm-hmm. i have seen over a period of time that if we are not there in a particular vertical say if we are not present in retail or telecom sector but my partner has a great presence in that vertical that helps me to piggy peg on my partner and help them and help us to sell our solutions in those particular vertical or vice versa if my partner doesn't have a presence say in in the middle east region mm-hmm. it, and and we have a presence in middle east region we can really help them to sell their products in that region so it's all about all in about terms of also uh, the verticals where you can uh, we can you can you can penetrate it's all about geographies in which you can penetrate and yeah. even uh, i would say the third piece of it would be that you can collaborate together add your time to market could be reduced and you yeah. can come up with new solutions at a much faster rate because right. that's the beauty of the partnership rather than investing your energy time in terms yeah. of building new solutions you can really build up on the partnership which you carry so in all there are three things which i think which are critical one is in terms of the it provide you growth opportunity across mm-hmm. the partner partner organizations the number two is it creates new markets and number yeah. three is it helps you to collaborate jointly and you can reduce your time to market that's that's really a, yeah thank you for summarizing the three points because i would say that innovation is itself a very tiring process and when we are able to collaborate with our partners we are able to provide solutions that are way faster pace to our expanding markets 
Thank you, Devish. Very so true. Actually, very, tr yeah. very, very true, Kiran. I, and I think I just want to add one more point here. Sure. Uh, yeah. Being from open source and uh, currently I work for Canonical, uh, what happens that innovate if if you are part of open source community open source gives you the freedom to innovate because you can innovate at absolutely no cost or at a very low cost because okay. innovation is something where there would be a lot of failures and few successes and in that if you have to really work you need technologies you need solutions where you don't have to invest huge amount of money and that's where open source from the community comes to help and and help organizations to really do or invest a lot of effort and time into developing and innovating into new solutions so that's how we are also contributing to the entire community entire industry market to adopt and consume open source in a large manner absolutely so that's great but I'm sure, Devesh, that in this pandemic, there must have been a lot of challenges that even global alliance leaders are facing in terms of the, uh, in terms of the reach, the market, the collaboration. Have there been challenges that you yourself, as a global alliance leader, have faced in the last year and a half with the COVID situation? Yes, Kiran, uh, definitely there have been. And I think uh, these pandemic times have been really very difficult. And uh, I think uh, once in a century type of a thing which has happened. And, 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 and initially, uh, in the early days, I will say, say, 18 months back, it was all harakiri. People were just not able to really understand that how to react to this situation while they were all all in India, especially, and also globally, there were lockdowns. And that was a time where it was something which was, which, which created difficulty in terms of to remotely build trust and confidence oh, with yes. your customers or with your partners. And that's, that's something where I would say that the relationship as, as an alliance leader, if we were carrying certain relationship, and if mm -hmm. we have to build on top of it, it was still easier because right. we were carrying some trust or trust or confidence from the past. But right. the new relationships which we have to build, the new engagements which we have to create, that was something which was really tough because you were not able to really, you you, you were not sure, you were not confident that how what should be done over. Over over a digital over forum to build that trust. <laughs> over right? the 30 minute so, period on Zoom, how do you build that relationship and that confidence with your new global alliance partner? So, Devesh, would there be a strategy, at least one thing that you think that helped you in building these new relationships? I agree, the old relationships were easier to carry forward. But was there anything in particular that you would like our viewers to know that helped in, you in building those new relationships? So uh, I think, yes, it has been a really a tough time to uh, figure out that what could be done. But uh, I think some of the things which could really help maybe just uh, pick up some time or, or, or probably uh, uh, 
say this would be a coffee chat time with your partner and try to do a small chit chat with 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 your partner and say okay let's uh, uh, you will you will have a coffee from our side which would be there and 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 let's uh, do this coffee discussion because that's something which makes things easy people start to normalize themselves and and typically in 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 a normal situations which we, we would see that when we are meeting in person normally there would be discussions over teas or coffee or yeah. or probably in in some of the informal ways it could be even we are meeting in the canteens of these large gsis or outside uh, in india there is this tapori culture where there would be uh, those tapris which would be there where you can have teas and coffee together so that's that's something you 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 have to figure out and be a little bit innovative and i think some of these things really help to lower the guard of the people and and people feeling more comfortable to connect and engage with each other i think so so basically we are trying to make um, humanize this remote relationship as as much as we can using our innovative creative thinking and i think that's what absolutely exactly, yeah the leader yeah, ultimately because because one of the things which we need to realize is that at the end of the day it's humans who are doing business with humans absolutely whatever technology could be there technology is just there to assist you to help you but ultimately it's all about humans engaging and interacting with humans and that's where you have to connect at that feel level you have to connect at that emotional level and once that happens things becomes a lot easier right i i i i totally agree with you the trust factor has to be built that that entire relationship building has to, you have to invest in that relationship okay so taking yeah. that forward i can i um yes yes would and, you like to add yeah. on Yeah so I was just in one of my articles I have given that formula of trust which is all about trust is equal to relationship into expertise divided by risk and mm-hmm. that's what the whole 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 you have to look everything in a new paradigm because expertise is something which you can bring onto the table even in the remote sense but the relationship part which is there that's something which you have to build and once you are able to solve that puzzle in this digital world definitely the risk element will continue to decrease and trust will improve so i think that's something which we have to we we were trying to solve that puzzle during this pandemic time so initial few months or difficult but i think over a period of time there was acceptability on both the side that this is the new way new norm so new people norm, also yeah. lower yeah, lower their guard but at the same time some of these things uh, uh, like doing a coffee chat with your partner or or those things really helped really helped so that's so thinking that really forward helped. like the way now we've talked about that the challenges and how you have innovated in terms of your dealing with the crisis now let me ask you a follow up question on that that has your leadership style changed over the last two decades because you started off with uh, places like uh, sifi and hcl and then you were with uh, suza and now you're with canonical so how has your leadership journey been and has it evolved so very good question kiran i think yes definitely as an individual i have evolved so my leadership styles have also evolved and if i have to really broadly classify different leadership styles i would say that there are four leadership styles which are there number one which 
you act as a driver number two which you act as a visionary number three which you act as a uh, as as an analytical person or analytical leadership style and number fourth which is uh, all about being uh, amiable uh, amiable yes so these are the four different leadership styles which are there uh, and and if if i have to really think about myself uh, uh, in the initial days or the way i have grown up with my values and belief system i think uh, being analytical and amiable comes naturally to me but mm-hmm. over a period of time as i have grown up in the ladder i think uh, i have i have developed of being a driver also because we being part of the sales all time driven that you have to deliver certain results within the certain period of time and that's something you need to be on that driver seat just to ensure that you are closing your deals your opportunities within the right period of time mm-hmm. so that's uh, one which has been developed and as i said that as growing up in the little in the ladder it's it's the visionary part of it definitely comes up because you have to just sit back and think through that what and where you want to see yourself see your organization after one year or after two years or three years and mm-hmm. once you have that picture your vision which is there then probably your your execution plan comes into the picture that how you have to create your milestones so that you can finally reach to that goal which you are uh, which you have decided on so that's uh, i would say in nutshell that uh, uh, the being analytical or uh, being amiable was something which came naturally to me but over a period of time i have built on my driving skill driving leadership style as well as being a visionary because i feel that all these are something each individual needs to have all these traits because your decisions are dependent on the context on which you have to really work upon and those contexts definitely decide that which leadership style would be best for that particular time i agree so, in fact sometimes i would say i have an autocratic leadership style when it comes to creating the goals for the company but at the same time when i'm letting teams lead then probably a laissez faire style or if i had to talk about uh, uh involving the team then probably a democratic style so these are very similar when we talk about our leadership styles we have to be it's very contextual and based on what needs to be achieved and how you want to motivate and inspire your team so it, it actually depends on that very good thank Absolutely. you so much ravish for adding on to that i would have one last question because we are running out of time i can you share one message that you would like to give our emerging leaders in their growth journey so one of the mass message from my side would be that uh, always when you are uh, looking for that leadership position or as a emerging leader always have a big picture and align your acts align your task activities by looking onto the big picture because once that your your activities your smaller tasks are aligned to that big picture it becomes very easy for you to reach to your goals so that's one of the uh, suggestions from my side would be align your task with your end goal which is there 
and that will really help you to succeed anyway you are a goal setter go getter and mapping your goals so that was the right advice that you could have given our viewers as well as our emerging leaders or who are in this self leadership journey so with that thank you so much to vinesh for joining us on leadership talks and thank you to all our viewers for listening us today leadership talks will be back next week with another leader to share their journey and don't forget to join us next saturday on leadership talks and follow us on leadership card facebook page that's all from my side this is kiran signing off till we meet next week thank you very much for inviting me here thank you